0: So I just want to give a, a little bit of introduction. Um, this congregation at 10 o'clock probably knows Terry Wilson already. She's the fourth of our community voices this summer. And we have four more following her. And um, I got to hear her this morning. And just we're, we're going to be blessed. I just want to say that if, you're, if your ears are open to hear the gospel. And Terry and Mark have been with Young Life a long time. I was trying to figure out how many years, but uh, at least 20. Getting close to 20, isn't it? Somewhere in there, yeah. Okay, so well, without uh, any further ado, I, I welcome Terry Wilson. So. Good morning. So, as Father Robert said, I do work for Young Life, which, for those of you who don't quite know what that is, it's a high school outreach ministry where we go into the world of teenagers, introducing them to Jesus helping them grow in their faith, and it's a really fun job. I would say I really love it. I think it's my dream job, but sometimes I grow a little weary in it, and I think about what would I do if I wasn't doing Young Life, and so when I think about that, I go back and forth between two extremes, and I would say I either go, I want to go out and rule the world or I want to live an extremely anonymous life where it's very small and I know very few people and I'm just living this real anonymous life. And so last fall we had, we did one of the small groups, the emotionally healthy spirituality small group. Shameless plug. It's really amazing. If you haven't done it, you should do it. We loved our small group. We had it, we hosted in our home. It was so great. And in the beginning of the small group time, they do, you do a little question where you go around and you answer a question. And it was like, what would you do? Well, what's your dream job? Well, we went around and most people were kind of said, I'm doing what I really love. And I said, I'm doing what I really love. But if I didn't, I would run a small kingdom. And everyone was maybe a little shocked. But y'all, I think it could be pretty fun to run a kingdom. I don't really know the first thing about being a royal. My dad grew up on a farm, but I would say I think it could be pretty fun to wear a crown and run a kingdom. I think I could probably figure it out. Well, when we look at our gospel, these people who we are introduced to today were living these two extreme lives. One of them was very important And one of them lived a very anonymous life, not by choice. And so we're introduced, the first one, to the synagogue ruler. And here's what you need to know about the synagogue rulers in the towns. They were very important because, like, we have churches in our town. We have so many churches and denominations, but they didn't. There would be one Jewish synagogue per town. And then there was the one temple in Jerusalem. So in this town, there would just be one synagogue. And so that ruler, the leader of that synagogue, he was very important. He would have had a lot of influence. People would have really found him to be very important. They would have listened to him. And he would have have had a lot of weight in the community. And so this man, he's running to Jesus. And he believes that Jesus is the only answer to saving his daughter. And this man of high importance in the town, is throwing himself at Jesus' feet, begging him, imploring him to come save his daughter. And here's what else you need to know. If you look, there's crowds everywhere because people were just drawn to Jesus. They had heard all about Jesus. He had done all these amazing things, but also he was very dynamic. He was very he was, people were just drawn to him. There was something about him. We tell high school kids all the time that he was the most attractive person ever to walk the face of the planet. And so people always wanted to be near him. But the word about Jesus would have spread all throughout the region of all the things he was doing, the amazing things. He was healing people. He was casting out demons. But also, Jesus had become very controversial with the Pharisees, the religious leaders of the region. the region. And so Jairus would have been warned about Jesus. And so he was risking a lot running and asking Jesus to heal his daughter. So he was taking a huge risk at his job, a huge personal risk of his importance, asking Jesus to come heal his daughter and throwing himself at Jesus' feet. And you know what Jesus does? goes pause here insert the bleeding woman it says that she had been bleeding for 12 years this probably started around the time of her early teens and so she would have really missed a lot of opportunities of growing relationships because of this bleeding she wouldn't have been able to have children so she wouldn't have been married because A man wouldn't marry a woman who couldn't bear children. And so because she wasn't married, she would have had no income. So she'd be living in poverty. And because of this bleeding, she would have been unclean because of their Jewish laws. So she would have been in a constant state of being ceremonial unclean. And so this wasn't just a physical problem of constantly bleeding, but she also would have had this religious problem and this social problem. It would have affected every area of her life. Well, I think when we have physical pain or emotional or mental pain, we really try to compartmentalize or hide it and try to keep everything held together on the outside. This week, my family and I, we went to the beach and Our our oldest daughter, Gentry, she's been asking for a year for a surfboard. She was a surfer for Halloween. She really wants to learn how to surf. And so this week, just to try it out, before we buy one, we rented a surfboard for two days. She's an unbelievable surfer. She did a great job. She would get up on these waves and surf. She made it look easy. I assure you, it is not easy. My entire body is sore from head to toe. And as I walk back to my chair, I'm going to work very hard for you not to notice how I am so sore, I can barely stand up straight. I haven't slept. It is awful. It, is, it was so hard, and now I can barely move. She made it look so easy, but I'm holding it together so I can stand up here to speak. But this woman did not have this luxury. Everyone knew her business. Everyone knew what was going on. She couldn't hide it. And she just thought, if I could just touch his garment, maybe I could be healed. Oh, to have faith like that. If I could just touch him. And so she reaches out and she touches him. And let's not miss this moment Because while this busyness is happening, these crowds are pressing in, not even his disciples realize it. Just Jesus and this woman recognize this changing of power. She's healed. And you know, I think sometimes we get so busy, we get so distracted by the crowds, we get so distracted by the things in this world, we miss God's provision in our lives, and we miss the things he's doing. Because she felt it, and he felt it. And he says, who touched me? Oh, and she was scared. Don't you think you would have been too? She was like, it worked. It really worked. And so she tells him, it was me. And then there's this one version of the Bible that says that she told him her entire story. And keep in mind, Jairus is still waiting for Jesus to go heal his daughter. But Jesus takes the time to listen to her entire story. Because her story mattered. She had lived this anonymous life. She wasn't the synagogue ruler. She was this unclean woman, and he listened to her whole story. I don't know how long it took, but he stopped and he listened because he's personal and he's present in her life and in ours. And so he listens. And our stories are important, too. And so, meanwhile, and it was, so then he calls her daughter. He says, daughter, how personal is that? Daughter, you're healed. And he sends her on. And then meanwhile, Jairus is now living out a personal nightmare, and his daughter has died. And they say, don't bother the teacher anymore. She's passed away. And you know, Jairus came to ask Jesus to heal his daughter. But I wonder if he would even dream of asking for anything bigger. You know, I'm not good at that. I'm not really good at praying the big prayers. And and Jesus says, do not fear, only believe Don't let your fear overwhelm you. Just trust me. And Jairus goes with him. And then Jesus answers his prayer beyond expectation. You know, Jairus prayed and asked him to heal his daughter. But Jesus goes above and beyond and raises his daughter from the dead. Again, in a personal and present way, by taking the little girl's hand and raising her from the dead. He's so personal and so present. You know, I was talking with a friend this week, and we were talking about how Jesus is interruptible. Jairus interrupts him, and this bleeding woman interrupts him, but how we are not good in our culture, our southern culture, we think interrupting is rude. And how we don't like to be interrupted. And so we, we don't interrupt. And maybe we're not really good at interrupting Jesus. But you know what Jesus says, come like a child. And you know who's really good at interrupting? Our children. They, do we not say, mom, 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 mom. They ask constantly in full volume. They come full volume And they ask expectantly, knowing that we're going to provide and that we can provide exactly what they want and need. Come like a child, he says. This summer, we've been coming some to the 5 p.m. service where Father Mark's been talking about the Holy Spirit. And you can just feel the Holy Spirit out there in the evenings. And I've been really struck... But how Jesus says it's better for us that he goes and that we would be left with the helper. He called him the helper. That we have this advocate within us working on our behalf that we can ask if we would just believe. So do we believe? Do we really believe that the Jesus who healed the bleeding woman and who raised Jairus's daughter from the dead can do those big things in our lives. You know, he said ask for whatever you wish in my name and I'll do it for you. Do we really believe that he'll do that for us? Do we really believe that he is present and personal in our lives? So I don't know what it is in your life, I mean, for Jairus, it was his daughter being healed. And for the woman, it was a physical healing. I don't know. Maybe it's a physical healing. Or maybe it's something you're worried for your child. Or maybe it's something in a job or a marriage or a friendship or a parent issue or a child issue. Or who knows? What is it that we need to go to the Lord with today? Here's what I want to leave us with. I want to encourage us, the same Jesus who healed these people in the Bible. He is present with us today, alive and well, has left us with the helper, an advocate, who is active and working in our lives. And All we have to do is just believe and ask. Let me pray for us. Lord, we thank you. Thank you that you love us so. Thank you that you've given us the helper. Thank you that you're present, that you're active, that you're with us. Help us to believe. Help us to ask. In Jesus' name, amen.